What is up, DGA Effers? Okay, you guys. So last episode, we talked all about limiting beliefs. And if you did not tune into that episode, I'm going to ask you to pause this one and go back because first off, you might not know what limiting beliefs are. And second off, you need to discover your limiting beliefs before applying this whole new morning routine to your life. Totally agree. Because this episode, we are going to talk about our limiting belief that we shared that was we're not morning people or organized. But right. I think routine helps you get organized. <laughs> I think really. so too. I, I do. And so we're talking all about morning routines in this episode, but I think you need to, to identify your limiting beliefs so that you know what to focus on in your morning routine. Yeah. So if you don't know what you're really struggling with, if you're trying to build a routine, it's like, well, what's the point of building the routine? Cause what is it going to benefit? How's it going to help you? And so it's going to help those limiting beliefs that you have in your life. It's going to help you overcome them. It's going to help you rewrite your story. Absolutely. That's what a morning routine yeah. is going to do for you. And I think last episode was my favorite to date other than today's, of course, right. but of course, <laughs> but I really liked last episode because it was the first time that we actually had you pause and think through your own life and really apply what we're talking about. Yeah. So it was like more of like a working episode where you actually dive deep into your life and you figure out what you've been telling yourself for so long. That's not true. And I think you're going to love figuring out what you've been telling yourself because it's going to totally do a switch in your brain. And you're going to be this completely different person when you start fighting through those limiting beliefs. Totally, totally agree. So listen to that one first, then tune into this episode and we're going to set you up with a total routine that will help you crush those limiting beliefs. And as you're listening to this episode, as you are hearing what our routines are, if you're starting to think about your routine, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag us on your social media, but also tell us what routine pieces that you're going to start adding. So I'm at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. And I'm at fitwith underscore Jenna Locke. And seriously, I cannot wait to hear what you come Can up with. Wait, I will shout you out to the freaking roof, yeah. like moon, and, whatever. And don't feel like you have to take every part of my routine and every part of Lauren's routine and make that your own. Like you just need to take pieces and parts and, and figure out what is going to work with you. Yes, exactly. And it's a process. So don't, don't feel like you have to get it all correct in the first three days. Right. So give yourself some grace there. Um, but we would love for you to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, however you're listening. And we want to share one of our favorite reviews with you today. Yes, you guys, we have so many reviews. I looked today and I was like, wow. Like, I know. I'm just so happy. I know. Um, just because, you know, it means a lot to us. We love to read your guys's, you know, your writing. And I just want to shout out. We had a lot. So it was hard to choose from today. So we'll pick another one next week. But today's reviewer of the week. I'm glad we can say that because we actually have a reviewer can, of the week. Can now. we say like a DGA effer oh, of our, the week? Yes, our DGA effer of the week. I like it. Is Tihi, it's Katie. Okay, so I'm gonna read this to you. So it says, I've been listening to Jenna and Lauren's podcast for a week now, and I have tuned in into every episode and look forward to new ones each week. They give me the best health and fitness advice and are so inspiring. Lauren is my personal coach, and she truly lives up to the name of the podcast, DGAF. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> she doesn't care what it takes to reach her goals and lets nothing get in her way. She genuinely cares about people so much and doesn't let them give up on themselves either. Keep it up, Jenna and Lauren, and you have no idea how many people you're inspiring. That is amazing. I could cry. Seriously. I know. All right. Gosh. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Uh, and don't forget, you guys, our giveaway is still 
available. We are really close to that 100 subscribers. So every time we get reviews in, we're going to be looking at them. And that is the way to enter yourself into the giveaway. Yep. So write us a review and then we will pick a reviewer or DGAF or whatever DGAF we're, or, yeah. we're saying here. And once we hit 100 subscribers, we'll pick one of the reviewers to give a gratitude journal away to. And we're going to talk about a gratitude journal that we use in this episode, and we will be giving out one very similar to that. So I'm excited. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-effer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. You know that for the longest time, I had the limiting belief that I was not a morning person. Yeah, and I had that that same exact limiting belief for pretty much my whole life until I had a kid and I had to actually get my stuff together. I'm proud of you for not having kids and being a morning person. Because I think a lot, I, I would have never been at your level before. I think Cameron made me this way. Well, and it's interesting to me thinking about my life right now because I was the person who I would literally do my makeup at stoplights. I'd give myself five to 10 minutes in the morning on the way to school. And now I'm making my own schedule, working from home on my own time and my own hours. And I'm waking up at 5.15 in the morning by choice. That's insane because when I was like, you remember when you would be summer break for school, you'd have like no nothing really planned for the day so you'd sleep till like 11. Do you want to know something really funny? What? It's funny that you brought that up because I was even I caught myself thinking this last week because this is my first year that I'm not teaching anymore and I caught myself thinking when I was waking up at 5 and 5:15, my god, I can't wait until summer when I can sleep in and I was like Oh wait. I'm not a teacher anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't have summer. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, we, no, we, we have get summer, summer but but, but yeah. this is my life now. Like I'm going to be up at 5:15 and it yeah. like it's still I, I had to ingrain that in my head and I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. And like this is my life. I need to be a morning morning person. Which I think and there's been so many studies, which we won't get into like numbers and boring math stuff, but like there's so many studies that say you do need to be consistent with your wake up time. So it's like, you know, your whole teaching career, you got up at a certain time, but then summer hit and you changed it all. It totally messes you up. You guys, there's so many podcasts out there. I can't think of the ones that I've listened to that have talked about how important it is to get up at the same time every day, but that's a whole nother episode. Well, even weekends, I'm still well, right. not, I'm not good at that yet. Yeah. I'm not getting up I, at five fifteen. Better. I mean, I get up at four on the weekdays, but I ain't. I'm not getting up at four on no. the weekends. So nope, absolutely but, not. But like you said, Maybe Cameron day. still gets you up early, so you still have to be up early. Always, I get up around six on the weekends. That's very early. For That's the weekend. sleeping in for me. Okay, so 
Let's talk morning person for a second because I was had another misconception that in order to be considered a morning person, you had to like wake up with fairies and butterflies and glitter. And oh my god, my alarm went off at four. I'm so excited. Good morning. Good morning, honey. Yeah. Like, I totally think that's a bunch of bull crap. And I think that's been painted in a lot of people's minds just from like, I don't know, TV and commercials and all that kind of stuff. Like, to be a morning person, you have to just whip out of bed and be the happiest person on this planet. Yeah. I consider myself a morning person these days, but I will tell you when my alarm goes off at four, I am like thinking of every excuse to go back to bed. Me too. And it's funny because my husband even said, because now I tell people I am a morning person. And he's even said, he said last week, he's like, uh, since when do you consider yourself a morning person? Cause you are not happy in the morning. <laughs> and I thought about that. I'm like, and he was right. I was like, that's true actually. But now that we're kind of talking through all of this, I don't think you have to be happy in the morning. No. I think it's just a matter of making that conscious choice to be productive in the morning. And I would say a morning person is somebody who's consistent with their routine. So you're not like, I wake up early once a week. Like, that's not a morning person. If you wake up early, like, five days out of the week, or even, I mean, you probably wake up early technically to people. Like, what do you wake up on the weekends? Oh, I am up by 8 on the weekends Yeah, now. I used to sleep till 11 on the right. weekends. Right, and so you're a morning person. Right. Right. Right, okay. absolutely. I consider myself that for sure now. Um, so I want to kind of walk you through my routine, and this is this is going to be a funny episode because... Uh, for all of you listening, Lauren and I were talking about our routines, and I was always under the impression that she and I came up with our routines in the same way, <laughs> and I learned six minutes ago that that is completely not true, and so we kind of started talking, and I we just said, wait, we're gonna, just going to press record yeah. and talk through this with you. With yeah, because I... I've- thought I knew what your morning routine was because I literally am on a call with you every morning, but I don't actually know what that is. No, and I don't think I actually know what yours is. No, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay, so I'm going to back the bus up because through all of this waking up with, you know, five minutes before I had to be out the door and not packing my lunch and barely brushing my teeth and carrying my makeup with me to do at stoplights – I knew I needed to change that. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to do something. And I was already kind of into fitness coaching at the time. And I just wasn't in a good routine with my mornings. So I knew I needed to change something. And somebody had recommended the book, The Miracle Morning. Mm -hmm. So we'll link that in our show notes. But that was the very first personal development book I ever read. It's the easiest read. I read it while I was on vacation. And it's basically a process that you walk through. It's called the savers process. Mm, Okay. And you can spend one minute on each thing or you can spend 10 minutes on each thing. And you really kind of break it down. But it's nice because it keeps your day consistent every single day. So whether you have five minutes to do it, 10 minutes to do it, an hour to do it, it's all the same order. So you're still staying consistent throughout everything. I like that. Everything. I like that a lot. All right, so you want me to just dive in and kind of talk Dive into it? your – we'll do Jenna's morning routine. I'm going to kind of maybe ask you some questions mm-hmm. throughout, but then we'll do mine, and then we'll kind of talk about what why yours works for you and why mine works for me, and I might take some of your ideas. You might take I some know. of mine. I might take some of yours. Yeah. So I think that's what's important. You know, take everything we say with a grain of salt and some tequila if you want. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but really, like – you're not going to do everything I do. You're not going to do everything Lauren does. Take little bits and pieces of this and make right. it your own. Well, when it when we say the word routine, if you tried to copy my routine 
I'm sorry, but you don't live my life. So maybe some pieces and parts of my routine could maybe work for you, but you really have to develop your, it's like such a science, I feel like, how you run your morning and you really have to test it out. Yep. Trial and error it and figure out what's going to work best for you. Yep. And don't quit after you try one time a method and you're like not liking it. So try something else. Totally agree. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through the savers process. And you, if you want to read the book, The Miracle Morning, he explains all of this in depth. Yeah, so just give him the bullets. Okay, yeah. so S-A-V-E-R-S, savers. The first S is silence. So... For a while, I was using my Apple Watch. All I would do is set a timer for a minute, and I would just make myself sit there in silence. Because I love silence. I, I never started my day with that because it's like you wake up and immediately you're thinking about all the crap you have to do. Right. So just take a second, step back, relax, and breathe. And Lauren, I took from you the the Headspace mm-hmm. app. You want to we'll, talk about? We'll link that. Well, I don't know if we can link that, but we'll try to link that. Um, the Headspace app is amazing because it's like a little meditation app, and it could be for people who meditate all the time. It gets really advanced and in depth and all this stuff, or the most basic person on earth, which is me. I'm like on the most basic level of meditation possible. It's like three minutes long, and it's so easy, but it feels amazing. You want to know what's funny? What? Uh, so it's an app that you get the first trial for free, first mm-hmm. 10 days, and then you have to like buy apps yeah. or, you know, in-app purchases or whatever and unlock different things. I have done the free one four times in a row now for 40 days. Yeah. Because I am still working on... The three minutes. The three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I You're doing better than me. Yeah. I think I've done five. They're like, welcome to day five. I'm like, well, I've had this app for about... Uh, <laughs> 30 days now. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard to turn your brain off. Yeah. But we want to share that with you because don't think that just because this is our routine, we wake up and we're perfect at it. It's no. something that we're working on every single day. So some way, shape, or form, start your day with silence. Second thing is affirmations. And we talked about this in our last episode about those limiting beliefs. You're going to turn them into affirmations. So whatever... You know, go back and listen to episode nine, mm-hmm. and it's all about how to create your own affirmations that are in direct opposition of your limiting beliefs. Just give them one tiny example. Like, just, I know we did a lot of examples in our last episode, but give an example of an affirmation real okay, quick. we're going to do this one. I am a morning person. There you go. Perfect. That relates to this episode, because mm-hmm. that was something I told myself forever. I'm not a morning person. So you believed it, but yep. now you're telling yourself you are, which now you believe you are. Yeah. That's so So that's my affirmation. So what I did, I took some that relate to my life, my business, and my my leadership abilities. And I wrote these affirmations out on a sheet of paper. I color-coded it because I am a color coder. And I read them out loud to myself every morning. And I really only, it takes me three minutes probably to read through it a few times. Mm -hmm. So that's the A in savers. The next letter is V for visualize or visualization, and that's my vision board. So I'm, and we can talk about this forever, but yeah. you want to share a little bit about the vision board? Well, the vision board, there's so many ways you can make a vision board, but imagine this. You've got pictures, quotes, just anything in which you would just like die to accomplish or just things you've been dreaming about for so long or things that inspire you and make you happy. And so I actually made a vision board, which I won't get into 
super detailed about this. Like one of the years, I think it was like my third year of teaching, I found this article about vision boards. And so I had my students do vision boards and I did a vision board and I framed it and everything and put it in my office, like, or my, you know, by my desk or whatever. And I stared at every single day. I'm not kidding. Every single one of those things came true that were on my vision board. It's almost like when you, when you focus on that, that's what you bring into your life. Yeah. So you could do, you can do Google quotes. You can, you know, make magazine cutouts, magazines. You can't, I, this is so funny because the, the last vision board that I just made a week ago, I only had a Mary Kay magazine. That was the only thing I could find. Do you know how many positive quotes there are in a Mary Kay catalog? A ton. So half my vision board is Mary Kay. And it's all pink and black. It's all pink. But it's kind of funny. (laughs) So you can be kind of creative with that. You can Google pictures. You can write on it. You can draw. Mm -hmm. You can whatever you want to do. So that's the visualized part. So I set a timer for three minutes and I stare at my vision board. And I think about all of this stuff happening and coming true and you know not all of it's huge stuff one of them this is kind of funny but I have a picture of this awesome hot tub because we've always wanted a hot tub Mm -hmm. and right now we live in a house where we have neighbors on both sides like pretty close and it would probably be awkward to be in a hot tub on our back deck at this point in life privacy in that yeah that tub but anyway (laughs) we're we're visualizing the hot tub eventually and at one point, we're going to get though. That was probably a terrible example, but that's... No, know. I liked that example. It was good. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, so S-A-V-E is next, and this is exercise. Doesn't matter what you do. If you are only spending one minute on each of these letters, get up and do jumping jacks. Run in place. Do some high knees, toe touches, stretches. Just get yourself moving in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you feel better whatever you do. So much better. Yep, and then R... In savor is read. So that was actually how I got myself into the routine of reading personal development because it was part of my morning routine and it was like, okay, I'm going to read 10 pages of a book and I forget where, who said this or what statistic it is or, you know, whatever. But if you would read 10 pages of a, a personal development book every morning, you could read 15 personal development books in a year. I, I remember hearing that too, but I don't remember what it was from, but that's insane. It is. And think about how much your life would change if you could read 15 personal development books a year. You would learn so much about yeah. yourself. You would grow so much. Oh my gosh, you would be insane. Yeah. So yeah. once I heard that, I'm like, I can do 10 pages a day. That's, that's so gonna, easy. That's going to take me 10 minutes probably. Yeah. You know? So that's the, the read part. And then the S is scribe. And this is where... We're going to talk a little bit about Rachel Hollis and her process. I'm going to kind of let Lauren take that. But I just, I focus on gratitude. I write down things I'm grateful for. I write down some dreams I have. And if anything's really like on my heart or on my mind, I'll just journal for a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. And that is that whole process. I start every single morning with that. And it has changed my life. I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because I think the savers, I literally think through those letters in my head. Like S-A-V-E-R-S. I love that you don't have to put pressure of a time limit because mm-hmm. I feel like in the morning, I that time is so precious. So it's like, you know, sometimes I might have a little more time to focus. Like maybe on the weekends, I could, you know, spend 10 minutes on each one of those things. Right. But, you know, when I have to be at work super early, maybe it's like, well, I only have one minute for these certain things, but maybe my exercise I can dedicate a little bit more time to, but at least I've gotten through everything. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and, and. Some things you can spend one minute on. And, it's and some so, things you can spend 10, yeah. 30, whatever. Yeah. So tell, how is that different from your routine? It's not. 
Isn't that really? funny? I mean, I don't do it in that order. Mm-hmm. I, but it's very similar. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like for you, would it be helpful to have that same order? I think I need, well, I've kind of developed my order. Like I, it's just been habit. I do literally, you guys, it's insane how I do the same thing mm-hmm. every morning in the exact same order. Like I'm not kidding you. So like, walk us through your morning. I'm going to walk you through every meticulous thing because it has a specific order to everything. So what? Well, I was going to say it kind of goes back to that habit stacking. It does. Where you, you know, you wake up and you go to the bathroom in the morning and then you stack a positive habit on top of that. Yep. What do you do next? Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, okay. So my alarm is set. So I'm going to give you some real tangible stuff here. My alarm <laughs> is set for 3.50 a.m. Okay, so I know a lot of you are like, what? Yeah, I know. I think that every time I set it at nighttime. But that's what I have to do. Just really quick, that's what I have to do to make this routine work and to make me happy at work and to have me go into work just feeling good. And and I think, too, your situation is a little bit different because you are working two full-time jobs right now. Yes, and I'm a mom. And you're a mom. And we've created a podcast. Yes, And we're trying, we're doing a a lot of other things in the works. So it's like, I literally, you guys, when I say I don't know how I do all this, I actually have a little bit of an idea of how I do all this. And it, it stems from my morning routine. Yeah. And the reason that this is so important is because I start my day off so happy. I don't think this entire school year, I'm just using the school year because I'm a teacher. I have not gone into work in a bad mood. Maybe it's something happened in the day where I'm kind of like, you know, frustrated, but I pull in so happy because my routines. Okay. So I start my alarm or my alarm goes off at 3.50 AM. I hit, I'll be honest. I hit snooze twice. Do you want my opinion on snooze? I know your opinion on snooze, <laughs> but I only hit it twice though. I will never hit it more than twice. Do you think our listeners want my opinion on yeah, snooze? Yeah. Get, give the snooze. I know it's bad. <laughs> I know it's bad. Okay, so I swear we've talked about this before. We have talked about this before, and I'm trying to get better at it. It's so important. It's so... It's hard. I need to do it. It's, it's hard, so hard. But it's so important, <laughs> because when you hit snooze, you are letting your brain go back into a deep sleep cycle, because you need, I don't even know, like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but you need a significant period of time to get all the way through your sleep cycles. Mm -hmm. And you can Google sleep cycles if you're interested in this. But when you hit snooze for 12 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever it is, you give yourself just enough time to go back into that deep sleep cycle. And then you wake up when your alarm goes off from a deep sleep. And that is when you feel like complete crap. I know because I literally do it every time, but I don't know what it is in me. Like I literally, my alarm goes off and sometimes I don't even know that I hit snooze. All right. So tomorrow you can move your phone across the room and tomorrow I want you to use that five second roll and count five, four, three, two, one, get up. Oh God. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to be in your head tomorrow. Okay. So don't take that advice of hitting snooze, but I'm just being straight up honest and this is what I do. Okay. So, um, (laughs) I usually hit snooze twice and then I'm usually up by literally like four Oh eight. Mm-hmm. So I'm out of bed at 4.08. That is hysterical because my alarm is set for 5.18. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? I it's don't so know. weird. So I hit snooze twice, and when it's 4.08, I get up. That's like when I see my clock, I'm like, oh, it's 4.08. Gotta go. So I go, the first thing I do is I go to the bathroom, okay? Because, you know, I'm Obviously. sleeping all night. So I go to the bathroom, and I take a picture of myself 
in the mirror, which sounds weird, but then I post it to social media to tell everyone I'm up and I'm going to be working out here soon or I'm going to be starting my routine or whatever. And if you follow her on social media, you know it's like a death selfie. No, it's like I don't brush my hair. I don't do, I don't fix a thing. I literally get out of bed, pee, take a picture of me in the mirror. Yeah. It's That's what I do. And I, that's an accountability piece for me. It's like, all right, the world knows, and I'm telling you, it's so funny because I'll look back at my stories and I'll have 30 people who have viewed it at 4 a.m. Wow. And I'm like, Wow. So I know those people are waiting for me to, to, to post that. So it's such an accountability piece for me. So I do that. Then I go into my, my room where I have my clothes, which I try to lay out the night before because I need to, because I have such a short period of time in the morning, like I need things to move very smoothly like clockwork. I don't want my brain to be making a ton of decisions in the morning because I'm so tired. That's a great idea. And one of the girls in my fitness community right now just was talking about that this week she was struggling with it mm-hmm. and her solution to that was to sleep in her workout clothes yeah or you could do that as well mm-hmm. i just need really baggy pants when i sleep yeah that's just my thing that's weird but yeah, i mean so but when i pick my clothes out <laughs> i know i need i can't sleep in tight pants like i, I can't it's so uncomfortable can you sleep in socks that's the real no, question no oh i love sleeping in socks. ew like the heavy ones oh no <laughs> I have to be barefoot. I don't care if it's negative 17 outside. I have to be barefoot and I have to have big baggy pants on. Okay. okay. So this is so off topic. But um, so anyways, I lay my workout clothes out the night before so that I don't have to be like, well, what do I want to wear? And I put my workout clothes on um, and then I go to the kitchen and I make my pre-workout. Okay. And I get my water and I usually record myself making my pre-workout and my stories. That's another accountability piece that I do. But then I walk downstairs and I start my workout. Okay. So I get all that done, do my workout, come upstairs, go shower. I listen to podcasts while doing my makeup. Um, So I'll do my makeup after my shower, get ready. So I'm ready for work. Then the next thing I do is I make my eggs. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately go crack my eggs open. Um, I make my oatmeal after that. And then I put my coffee on. I will not do it out of that order like I will never make my oatmeal before I make my eggs I don't know why that's just a habit that I've gotten into so it's like eggs oatmeal coffee you're just used to that and that's funny that you say that about your your pre-workout and the accountability and all of that because I didn't even realize I was sharing my pre-workout on Mm -hmm. my stories too Mm -hmm. and I started doing that very consistently because I just habit stacked it onto my routine so as soon as I was done with my savers process I would get my pre-workout and then hop on my stories and I would kind of talk about some of the personal development I was reading or right. you know, whatever's going on in life and if I don't do that now if I don't show up in my stories with my pre-workout people will message me and be like hey are you okay like yeah where'd you go what's what's wrong and I didn't even really realize that that was a thing but well, I think people people should take from that is a lot of people will treat social media as this negative thing. Like it's so negative. I don't want to be on social media. But you could literally treat social media as a sole accountability yes. piece. Yeah. Is like who well, first off you have to get over like who cares what people think. But people, I mean will hold you accountable. Oh, yeah. I mean, people will call you out. Like, where were you today? You always do your workout, and I love watching it, but where'd you go? You know, you missed it. So using that as an accountability piece is huge. Um, So I'll make my breakfast, and then um, once my breakfast is made, I sit at my dining room table, and I um, usually post to my fitness group, 
Okay, so I go in there and share like, hey, I did my workout today, blah, blah, blah. But then I get my um, my gratitude journal out, which is the Rachel Hollis, you know, start your day journal. And I will write out my my gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so I usually write five things that I'm grateful for from, I usually do the day before since that's, it's so early in the morning. That's what I do too. Um, but I, there's also a spot in the journal, which I think we can probably link her journal. I don't know if they're sold out though, but we can link her site where they can get the journal from. But um, what I do is I'll write the gratitude. And because I have such like a short period of time in the morning, I have to go to work. I'll save my 10 dreams for my period at work where I have some time off so that I can like have a little bit of me time and a little bit of like a break from students and and all of that and kind of get into my dreams and stuff but I'll do my gratitude in the morning and then usually once I'm done with my gratitude it's the trigger of all right I gotta go brush my teeth and then I gotta get my coat on and then I gotta go yep and then I go to work and I usually listen to a podcast or a book on the drive to work Mm -hmm. so and I know this is kind of off topic because we're talking morning routines but if you are finding that you are in a very negative headspace right now One tip for that is gratitude in the morning, first of all. Mm -hmm. But another great thing is if you keep a journal by your bed, the last thing you do before you turn your light out and go to bed at night is to write down 10 things that were awesome that happened during the day. Yeah. Because it's going to train your head to look for those positives throughout the day. If you do it every single day, eventually your mindset will change. So if you're struggling right now with like, yeah, your morning sounds awesome, but I, there's no way in hell that's for me. Like, mm-hmm. that's where you need to start. Well, and we're not saying, I'm not saying, hey, you know, I wake up at 3.50, so all of you need to wake up at 3.50. I only wake up at 3.50 because I have to wake up at 3.50. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I get up at 4.08, but you know what I mean. My alarm goes off at 3.50. But, like, you have to think about your lifestyle and what you've got going on. And if you are not finding time for yourself, so let's say you're, you keep your limiting belief is I never have time for myself. Um, it's probably because you're not actually going out and making that time. And the morning, you guys, is usually the time in which everyone has a little bit of peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on if you're a night shift person, it might be different. But like, I'm telling you, you have to have time for yourself. I don't care how busy you are. 10 minutes, five minutes, get up extra early. You need to get a routine going where you have that second to yourself. Yep. And if you're not working out right now, if you need to be, you need you to need be, to be end of story, something because nothing's going to change until you physically start taking care of yourself. And if you give yourself an extra hour in the morning, I don't feel like that's asking a lot. No, it's not. I at really all. don't. Whatever time you get up right now, give yourself another hour and start this process. Write down things you're grateful for. Read a, a, a positive personal development book and get a 20-minute workout in. Yeah. Lauren and I just started a brand new fitness program this week. It's only 20 minutes a day. Yeah. There are insane workouts out there that you can do that'll get you results in a short period of time. And you, I mean, you, there's so many ways to make it easy. Like we don't even leave our house. Like I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to pack a bag, but if that's something you want to do, that's great. But make sure it's realistic to your lifestyle. If you're a mom of five kids and your life's insane and you have to get up at the crack of dawn and get your kids ready and do all and work, what you gotta be realistic with what you're doing. If you're trying to get a workout in and do all of that, like find something that's gonna actually suit your lifestyle. Right. Don't try to be superwoman and you know go to the gym for two hours because that's what somebody told you you're supposed to do. No, not necessary. And if you know if you have to get a sitter every time you have to leave the house or go to the gym, like that's hard. That is hard financially and just 
that's got to be a lot of planning. Oh, that sounds terrible. I know. So anyway, point of the story, get up an hour earlier, take that time for you. And even if you feel like, oh, I have no energy to get up an hour earlier, when you start this routine, you will get more energy. Yeah. And if the routine right now, like, you know, the ones that we're, we're throwing out there, you know, we do this, 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 and this one. Cause we do a lot. I mean, now we, that I've talked about it, I'm like, Jesus, we do a lot. We get a lot more done before people get done at 2 PM in the day. We've got like, I know, I know. I told so much done. I told my husband the other day, I, it was 9 AM and he called me from work He's like, how's your day? I'm like, I've already done my whole routine. I've worked out. I've showered, gotten ready, and had three calls with coaches on my team. And it's 9 a.m. 9. Done with all of this. That's insane. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is if that sounds overwhelming, I mean, you guys, this has been a process for us. Like we, I think I started out with, um, honestly, my workouts in the morning is new. That's the, I didn't do this last year. I did my workouts in the afternoon. Well, this is new to me. And I think that's important to talk about too, because I did my workouts when I was teaching last year. I did my workouts in the morning, but I did not give myself enough time. I was still, still doing my makeup in the car and I was still like literally dry shampooing and throwing a headband on and like Mm -hmm. wearing my Lululemon pants to work under a dress because I didn't have time. Like, right. I, that's where I was at. Right. So I don't want you to think that this has come easy for us because no. it's something that we've really, really worked on. But it's something that we felt was really important and we knew that it was going to change our lives when we stuck to it. Yeah. So to end it, everyone needs some type of morning routine. So your job today is to incorporate something in the morning that you can do, whether it's the silence, whether it's the affirmations or the gratitude or the exercise. You need to pick one or more, probably be best to pick more. Exercise needs to 100% be in there somewhere. Um, And I want you guys to come up with a routine. Yeah. So tag us on your social media because we want to know Yes, take a screenshot, tag us, and tell us what you're going to incorporate in your morning routine. Yes. I will shout you out. I will be so freaking pumped if I see you tag me in what you're going to do. Me too. My God, I love it. I can't wait. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time. See you later.